0: for more info, there will be a link in the show notes. The following podcast is available on all major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can now listen to all previous episodes, donate to the podcast, and buy shirts directly from the Spent the Rant podcast at our newly designed official website, strpod.com. With the official start to spring less than a week away, and with the gray skies and snowpocalypse finally behind us... It is now safe to leave our bunkers. Bike trails and dog parks will begin to be flooded with eager Oregonians, and a growing number of them will pack their pouches with Frisbees to converge on the many disc golf courses across Lane County and beyond. Today on the Spent the Rant podcast, we are joined by touring professional disc golfer Dustin Keegan. (laughs) the spent the rent podcast i am your host self-esteem boat willie my guest today is professional disc golfer dustin keegan dustin thanks for coming
1: thank you excited to be here
0: so this was we had to push it back a little bit because you just got back into town constantly traveling we're gonna get into that so i really appreciate you doing this because i know you've been running all over the place yeah no problem so this is uh become a career for you which is cool i first heard about disc golf in I'd say 2001 and I you we talked off air you might you said you might know who it was but I cut a guy's hair and I I, I was kind of making fun of it because he's like yeah I'm a professional disc golfer and I'm like what is that you know and I'd never <laughs> heard of it and this is before all the parks popped up and uh I kind of clowned on it a little bit and he pretty much threw that in my face like he was like I'm serious about this I make a lot of money and oh, I yeah. was like
1: oh, okay yeah definitely Dave Feldberg. he was a he's is a legend in our game and he was the coach of the U of O disc golf team and he graduated from U of O in biomechanics and he knows a lot about the sport and he's been in the game a long time but twenty in two thousand one it was still it was, like an yeah. underground niche sport and nobody I, I really kind of knew equated it because
0: I had seen an episode of Conan O'Brien where he had a professional. That rock, was Dave. Rocks. No, no, it oh. was a professional rock scissors paper player, oh, no way. <laughs> and I kind of equated the two because I was so ignorant to it, you know. And I mean, a couple years fast forward, like maybe seven years, and it just mm-hmm. blew up, and oh. my brother's way into it, and you know, he's amateur, but he loves it. Mm-hmm. Like he went to that tournament that was in the snow, awesome. and the one where you have to hike in and all this different stuff, and so yeah. I mean, I in in hindsight, I was immature and I regretted it, but I was definitely like, "What is this?" You know, yeah. And when you don't know stuff, you're stupid about it. So, yeah. Oh, completely. <laughs> so uh, we both are South Eugene graduates. I think I was the four years before I graduated in 2000. You yep. were 2004.
1: 2004.
0: Yep. And that culture is, I don't know, is Frisbee okay? I mean, it's disc totally. golf.
1: It was originally a Frisbee right. when, it, when it was first created. So it's a trademark they don't call it frisbee because frisbee name is trademarked by oh, okay. Whammo. It's so, like band aid, basically. Yeah, exactly. But
0: then its discs are different. I mean, there they there's so many different types. There's the putters. There's the range. There, yep. you know, and all that. Just mid-range
1: like, putter driver. They're all smaller diameter than actual frisbee lid that they use in ultimate or uh, freestyle tricks or whatever. So right. they're they're meant to cut through the air and go a long ways.
0: Right. And so, uh, but at at South when i transferred there as a junior ultimate frisbee was Huge. really big and it was yeah. funny because again i clowned on it I was like what is this of course yeah. and there's a kid that was like the class president that was the captain of the team and he wore mm-hmm. a propeller hat and i'm like what is <laughs> what is this school you know and, and it sounds like south, south eugene yeah. very yeah. much so so it was it, i never went and saw it but I heard kids talking about it and like, oh, it's intense. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that I've watched it a little bit, I've even seen it on ESPN, like probably the Ocho.
1: Oh, yeah. It's big. Yeah.
0: And it takes so much athleticism. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's up there with, with field hockey, with aggression. Mm-hmm. and
1: Yeah. Those ultimate... And ultimate players are gnarly. They all have torn ACLs, right. busted rotator cuffs. They're, it's full contact. They're not wearing pads. Right. Like, it's gnarly. It's a big thing. And, yeah. and
0: I, there's some schools that are not just club anymore that are getting scholarship. Oh,
1: and Full on. U of O is one of the best ultimate teams in right. the nation. And and they're still club. I yeah, think. they're still club. I mean, that's but...
0: probably more of an issue of Title IX. Uh, because you have to have
1: the same numbers. And
0: I think is, you know, uh, is disc golf when you do tournaments, is there a men's league and a women's league?
1: Yes. So we have men's professional open, they call it MPO and then female professional open FPO. And then there's masters, which is 40 and above. So it's like the senior tour, but yeah, those are our main professional divisions and all the big national tournaments are kind of. Getting rid of combining the amateurs with the pros, right? And they're just doing pro only tournaments and and then amateur separate because the size The, the scale, size it's, it's in, there. It's insane every tournament on the national tour I compete with is I'm playing against 200 players wow. 150 minimum Wow, and you know the on the female side, it's maybe 35 or 40 sure but Compared to five years ago, there was 10 women. So right, right. it's and these women are traveling all over the country, like assault, like the guys. and Right. I don't know if
0: it's true, but my mom told me when I was a kid that golf stood for gentlemen only, ladies forbidden.
1: I heard that too. What? And so
0: <laughs> it's so funny to think that if it's the L- LPGA, it's like mm-hmm. ladies, professional gentlemen, only ladies forbidden, I know, yeah. you know, association. But so it, it's cool, you know, that it's growing among both men and women and and there's a lot of you know i was talking to a guy that we're gonna try to get on the show that does he's on the club esports team Mm -hmm. and they're talking about how they can get scholarships you know to make it a a scholarship sport and then i mentioned title nine and they're like oh crap i'm like well is there girls he's like they're not good like at (laughs) video games it was (laughs) funny but uh so when you how did you get into disc golf
1: uh i got into it when i was 21 one of my best friends had moved to Bend the year before. And he came back to Eugene when I was still living here and showed me what it was. Because all we had was this nine hole little course at Westmoreland. Right. And then we had Dexter, which is 20 minutes out of town. And if you don't know better, you had no idea that it was out there. right? So once my buddy finally showed me, he, he had he had called me. He's like, I know you play golf. I played golf like my whole life. Right. Like, I was obsessed with it outside of high school i would play like five or six times a day or a week i mean and then my buddy came back from ben and brought these discs and he's like dude i know you love golf like this is a really amazing like version of the same game and you're way more in control and you're out in the woods i know you like hiking and right. being out there and and grass and it's free That's <laughs> and, the other and thing. i was right. broke college kid right. i was like you know oh i'm spending 25 bucks to go practice golf and i don't see a future in it sure. you know so i picked up disc golf and just loved it i loved the freedom of it it took me a long time to learn obviously you sure know, at least a year or two but i definitely had some natural skill to it just being the golf brain and an athlete sure. my whole life so did the
0: and when you started meeting people that were on the professional level were they kind of welcoming in the beginning or is it kind of like a hush hush they wanted to keep it kind of you know
1: so the it's funny the disc golf community is unbelievable, but then like the top pros were all kind of like they didn't want anyone else to knock them off the top. Sure. So like they might have not have been as forgiving, but like the whole community at large, if I would to travel to any random town in the U.S., someone would be like, "Oh, you play disc golf? You can stay at my house. I'll cook you dinner." Right. Like, they were super super stoked to see new players coming up, and you know I skateboarded a lot growing up, and it was kind of the similar community where like just because you skateboarded they're like all right we're friends you know just like the, yeah. the only
0: difference is that they wear polos
1: exactly yeah <laughs> you know, you polos know. and khakis <laughs> right yeah.
0: right and that's cool I mean I, I kind of got that sense when I first started hearing about it that there was an elitist mentality and I think it's because there was the reaction like I had where I was like looking down my nose at it or something you well
2: know? it's
1: because no one knew what it was right like and the pros back in the day weren't very good at explaining what it was or like perm- telling the world that this is awesome. Right, like we should grow this sport. They were like, "We're really good. We're making money. Let's keep it going." And right. like, and then froth.
0: I think disc golf sounds so much better uh, than froth. Yeah, you know? froth
1: is the worst. <laughs> right,
0: and people would say that. You know, be like. You know, we're gonna sounds do,
1: like a beer drinking game. yeah. Like, come it, on. it doesn't
0: sound uh, yeah. like something you could take serious. No, and so not at all. The, you know, I can understand when people put a lot of time into it mm-hmm. that it was like, I'm not going to explain it again for you to like roll your eyes. This is something I'm passionate about. you know oh, I
1: know. And then even like, you know, when I first started, I'd try to explain to random park goers who'd walk by be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, frisbees. ever heard of them? like, this is the same game of scoff. And they, like, It would just be right over the head. They wouldn't even soak it in. They wouldn't even give it the time of day. And now, like, you'll see any random person at any of our disc golf courses around Eugene, and they all know what's going on. They know the rules, and they stay out. And they stay out of the way. And it's it's awesome. It's so good to see. I never thought that would really happen (laughs) in my uh, career. Right, and that's cool. I mean, I
0: know that we're going to get into it a little later. I want to talk about. What you would say is one of the better amateur courses in Eugene, mm-hmm. because I know that when you have professionals, they're like you know want to play through, like you're in the way. and We'll get into that in a little bit. Totally. But so you got into it, and then you noticed kind of a a skill set that evolved pretty quick, you know. Yes. So fair. then sponsorship started contacting you, and you probably reached out to them, and
1: yeah. So it's kind of funny. There's very few nowadays. There's a bunch, but when I first started, there were weren't very many manufacturers of discs, and those were like the only companies sponsoring disc golf players. So I, being on the West Coast, we were Innova Discs. They're, They're from SoCal, they're creators of the disc golf. In 1983, they invented the actual disc. So that was the only disc we could really get here on the West Coast, even though there was a couple other companies around the country. So that's all I learned, and then when I was, getting better I was like well I don't want to be on any other team because I don't want to learn new discs right so I own I didn't even reach out to any other team except for Innova and I just kept going after them I kept getting really good I got above they gave me all these levels to get to and I would get there and then they were like wait you're not good enough you got to get better and and it was a long process until I finally like had a top 10 finish at a major in unsponsored and it was kind of like shocked the world a little bit in right. a moment in my first like big United States disc golf championship tournament, and so they had to pretty much sponsor me at that right. point. But now lose you to someone yeah, else exactly. to Armour, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, right, yeah. right.
0: I mean, and that's cool because when that happens, then you can start. I mean, at that time, this is your full time career. You full time, and yeah. then before that, what were you doing for work?
1: Um, a little bit of everything. I had random ob- odds and end jobs right. around Eugene. I did a lot of landscaping and stuff. Uh, just kind of gri- grinding by, right. as yeah, a college. You know, by. I was in college just grinding. Cause hard. You, cause yeah.
0: yeah, we had said uh, you would went to lane yep. and you were studying energy management. Energy
1: management. I was thinking, you know, after high school, I, Took a few years off to figure my life out, really, instead of wasting money going sure. to college right away. And it was the smartest thing I've ever done, really. And then once I was like, all right, I need to go to school and get a direction, I had already found out what disc golf was, but I hadn't really realized I was that good yet. And I was my senior year at Lane in energy management, I was going to go into like building solar panels and doing outside stuff because I just love being outdoors. Right. But I played this one big tournament up in Washington and I beat all the players I won my first pro tournament and I was in my senior year and I was like, wow, okay, maybe I am. Maybe I should like try this out. I've never, I never really thought anything of disc golf. Like I never thought it would take me anywhere. And then I finally beat like the best players, so-called the best players in my Northwest area. And I was like, wow, maybe I can. And I don't want to sit at a desk doing a right. job right now. And then you now. get a little
0: bit, you know, you get sponsored yeah. and then you get a little bit more clout in the community to start having your hand in mm-hmm. putting new, new courses together. Oh, yeah. I know that in Salem, there's a group that I'm sure you're friends mm-hmm. with those guys and, and that they're pretty adamant about it. And my brother told me about a bunch of stuff with um, one of his friends that is involved in it. And it's like, you know, it's, it's questionable who's professional, who's amateur in those organizing, because in a local community... It's it's not. I mean, how many pros are there in Eugene? You know, uh, when I
1: started, there was a big number, but now you know I'm the best in Eugene now, and really, there's not maybe ten. Right, 10 and, or so, so, and so and
0: then so the people that are trying to put together new courses and stuff. It takes amateurs to be involved in passionately putting their own, essentially volunteering, you know, but you
1: need that professional mind. You need someone who has traveled around the country playing tournaments and see all these world-class courses to really design one. Right. Because five years ago, if someone asked me to design a course, I would have designed some junk, you know, and now I like, seen them all, and now I have a really good eye for course I think design. that's a real
0: similar thing to skateboarding, like you yeah. were saying, like how Tony Hawk or whoever, you know, they went around I mean, because Tony Hawk came and had his hand in like the Willam in Springfield. Yeah, and Springfield. Did the under
1: the bridge part. Yeah, and, and,
0: and then yeah. obviously Washington Jefferson, but it was in Springfield first, and Willam Willem, mm-hmm. you know, they pioneered that, and there was a lot of work by kids and skate UG yeah. I
1: I helped I, I'm sure I, I still have the plans for the old Cal Young Park and the old uh, Churchill Park Right. as high school kids we were like went to the city board and like tried to present this thing and, it and was... when
0: it's not a when it's not a homeless camp
1: then, <laughs> yeah exactly a,
0: you know and i mean that's the the thing actually the park washington jefferson will become a camp but the skate park is like policed and by it's the it's really safe it's yeah. awesome yeah because it's really they can cool. they police it and like you know if you come in with like a, a what are those little scooters called you know? oh the razors yeah, <laughs> yeah the razor scooters <laughs> yeah. there's like some you know squads
1: oh yeah but
0: but that's a whole different thing i should i should get some people on the podcast talking about that because the whole mm-hmm. how that came to be the skateboarding thing was crazy and i see a lot of similarities in the culture and in, you know, the the putting it all together, yeah. because there's constantly new courses going up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many there is in Eugene now.
1: We have two. We have a nine holer in Springfield at Clearwater Park. We have an 18 holer at Alton Baker Park. And there's the newest course, the 18 holer at Stewart Pond, which is out West Eugene. And then the the oldest course for, it was put in 1986 was Westmoreland, right? And then we have Dexter, which was put in 2001, which is outside of town. And right. Those are and then Cottage Grove is considered. So those are our kind of like county courses. So
0: it's free, but like, is there dues if you're part of the association?
1: Uh yeah, you can join the Eugene Disc Golf Club for like ten bucks a year, right? And then like go sit on the meetings and voice your opinion and go help and work, right. work parties and doing and all that.
0: Keep it clean and kind yep. of police exactly. It, yeah, it.
1: the snowstorm destroyed Dexter, so people are out there cleaning branches, right. raking stuff. How
0: do you go about like getting the city on board with maybe allowing a park to be kind of you know?
1: Oh, that's the hardest over. part. Like the city. Working with cities is definitely the hardest part. They, they don't necessarily understand how busy it will be. They right. think it's you know it's re- pretty cheap to put in a disc golf course. Like sure. it costs eighteen holes. All you need is land, but it costs about the same price as a basketball court. You right. know or whatever because
0: it's that little. You know it's like little. Yeah, it's just a tee pad and a slabs. basket,
1: and you just need space. All you right. need, you know. Um, but to allow. You got to do the proposals, do the, you know, keep the stats and whatever. And then once the course is successful, the city's like, okay, sweet. And as like S- Stewart Pond was one of the nastiest bum camps and ever. That's not, is it, uh, it's behind, it Fu- yeah, behind Foofer yeah. County. Yeah. And it was like town. Right. Like it was bad and it was like. A really big issue for Eugene, and the disc golf course just came in there, cleaned it up, and and there it's had really good feedback since. Right. Like the homeless people are still around, but they don't mess with the disc golfers. They we've they help cleaning up, like, right. Yeah, they're, That's just the they're natural wildlife. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, you just play around. Them. Yeah.
0: When I was in middle school, we went on a, a field trip from I went to Hamlin. We went from Alton Bicker Park or from Island Park to Alton Bicker Park, mm-hmm. and my science teacher, he was not even a funny guy, but he made this joke. It was, it happened to be the field trip was during what hap- what ended up being the last Grateful Dead concert with, oh with God. Jerry Garcia and we're walking along and there was a face planted naked hippie in the bushes. Oh my and God. he was like, over here, you'll notice some of the natural wildlife <laughs> and I'll never forget it. And cause this was so long ago. That was, I mean, gosh, 94 yeah. you know, before Jerry Garcia died. Yeah. I'll never forget that. So every time I think of it, it's like over here is a natural. I'll use use
1: that one (laughs) for sure.
0: And so, I mean, I've been down there uh, to Stewart uh, Mm -hmm. Pond. We took our dog there because now that it's getting nice again, that's kind of what I was joking about in the intro. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'll start hitting the trails and I kind of stand back and watch. I've never actually played disc golf. I've gone out and I think it's because it's something my brother was so passionate about that. I was like, I don't really want to I, not that he would be upset, but like that's his thing, yeah, as totally. for us, because he's really into it and he's got his bag and all of his different stuff. He actually bought a basket, sweet, and you know, practiced where he would curve it around his house and stuff. He oh, yeah. was pretty good at it, so yeah. you when, gotta try it. You got, oh, I, I, you know, at you this point, try. I'm gonna have to, yeah. and and I mean, if I've bumping elbows with one of the best, what can you yeah. do, you know? So, uh, t- you know, you got the sponsorships, was that that came before touring i mean touring before that you were just kind of paid out of pocket
1: yeah i actually it's funny story i used i saved up all my financial aid my last year of college and i used all that for my first year of right so-called tour i wasn't sponsored i went to like montana and up north michigan and, and minnesota and then i played the world championships in indiana and that was like my first so called tour. And it was, you know, it was like a month and a half. It wasn't really, sure. I thought it was tour then, but now I'm like, I'm on the road for eight months out of the year. Right. So it's like, it's now it's real tour. But, you know, I was, it was full grind. And the first couple of years of being a pro, I made, a couple hundred bucks, you know. Right. I was losing thousands. And like
0: cheap hotels. Oh, and
1: not even camping. I yeah. couldn't even afford a hotel at that point, and it's just like staying in people's yards, camping, couch surfing, like all, you said, all like the, the above. The, yeah, yeah.
0: The people that are willing to help out, yeah. and,
1: and a lot of the tournaments, you know, disc golf courses aren't necessarily in the middle of the city, so. They'll have camping on site sure. or whatever offered I mean, a lot players. of times
0: it's like a, a band like that you're touring. It's totally. Like, it's very you do similar. It, you do it very not similar. for the drink ticket, but you do it because they give you a disc. Mm-hmm. Like one disc. That's what I've always been told is that, you know, my brother doing the amateur stuff, you pay your fee yeah, and, you and, get it, pl- and you get players a disc. pack, yeah, and, then and you it, get a pack. You know, and then it's some stickers and some stuff in it. Yeah. But the disc sometimes can, can up your game because you're oh. like, these are $60, you know, whatever it is completely.
1: Yeah. And,
0: They're... and he was telling me, he's like, if I wouldn't, uh, some of them you don't want to use because the memento mm-hmm. and then, but yeah, that's what he would always talk about. He's like, this has been my putter since that one. And
1: yep. Yeah. And, As the amateur, you just, you play tournaments, you end up just walking home with handfuls of stuff, right. which is awesome. You're right. like, I got so much stuff for like 30 bucks. And but in reality it's like, that's not gonna do anything. No, right, <laughs> you gotta right. get like now I'm like, all right, Especially I need to win the, yeah. I need to win hundreds of dollars now just right. to like make it to the
0: next town. Right. I mean, unless you're living the R V life where you're just traveling yeah. around retired, but yeah. you've got to work to do that first. So. Exactly. So uh so the touring happened and then, you know, that I mean you said eight months out of the year, is it weather permitted is essentially why?
1: Um, not really. We just our season starts at the end of February and then ends in October. And so it, go, it starts in, like, the southwest Arizona, Las Vegas area and then just kind of travels to Texas and then to the Midwest and then out to the does the West Coast Swing and then works its way all the way to the East Coast for the East Coast Swing in, like, the fall. And you can follow the whole tour. You can tap in, tap out. Now I'm, like, I've built my uh, game up and opportunities in disc golf enough that I don't have to be on the road. All the time, right. I can come back home, and we even work started building a nonprofit. So that's our biggest right. goal right now is doing that, running tournaments. And, and is that the thing that you're the
0: CEO for? Yes. What is that
1: called? Universal Play Disc Golf. And what is that? What do you do? It's a non nonprofit. It's a nonprofit, five hundred one c three, and we're uh, certified. That we're almost going on two years now. We me and my uh best friend zoe andyke she's the brainchild of it she's the creator she was a professional teacher and then i met her on she's also a disc golfer obviously and she's the best woman in oregon and i'm like the best right, guy right, in oregon one, right. and we're like created this bond and, and we train together and work and she was a professional pe teacher and just was like nobody's teaching this in schools like right. we need Access like I I loved P.E. P.E. was everything in school or I would have probably flunked out, you know, at that when I was in high school. But and now we go into these schools to teach and like kids don't have P.E. anymore. I know. It's crazy. And it blew my mind. And we're like, man, we need to teach like disc golf so cheap and affordable and like safe. You don't get head injuries. It's like.
0: Well, I think it's good, too, because though in golf and in disc golf. To be at a professional level, you have to take care of your body. Yes, completely. You know, it's an athletic thing. But to compete on... You see dudes out there with their IPAs and oh. their beer bellies. Oh, yeah. You know, so for a gym class, it's good because one of the issues of why they don't do gym is because there's different kids and different body mm-hmm. types and obesity it's such It's for an issue. everybody.
1: It's for old, young... Right.
0: So to get out there in gym class, if you're... A, say a kid's a little heavy mm-hmm. and they get out there to compete, you don't need to be breaking a sweat too much but nope. then getting yeah. out and walking yeah it's a cause and effect and you're you up know? At,
1: out in the woods here in Oregon you know right. other places it's flat land open but like Oregon courses are gnarly you're hiking sure. full-on right. hiking and yeah and that's the coolest thing we've had so many so we we've created a curriculum where we go into schools and teach them disc golf over like two days teach them putting teach them driving and then show them the actual game and it's really simple but it disc golf's very complex in its its simplicity. So there's a lot of every angle is a different shot shape technically. So there's a lot going on, but it's simple to explain to kids and they, they get it really well. But like, we've had so many kids be like, Hey, I think I found my sport. Like no one's ever, you know, people have been bullying me. My favorite story was last year. We had this kid who, made the hole in one. When we were teaching everybody, it's like a hundred foot shot. And if they make it, we freak out. We give them a disc, like right. celebrate in front of the class. Cause it's, that's, that's an ace. Deal. It's sure. a big deal. And, and, uh, the teacher came up to us after the class, after he left and he's like, the teacher was like, so, uh, I forget the kid's name anyway, but that kid is, is struggling a lot right now and he's getting bullied. And, and now he's like, feels like he's the man this is his greatest day of his life like he came like he was so excited and everyone is cheering for him it was like his moment and he had never had that before and like it was just that's kind of one of my favorite
0: things about it and that's what i actually think that is better than golf you know because because golf even it's a it's a you have to compete against yourself Mm -hmm. you know but you it'll destroy you mentally yes you know (laughs) completely and, and so Disc golf, I think that it's a lot easier for someone to, you know, pick up pretty quick.
1: See results. Right, and see
0: results. I mean, it's like one of the things that scares people off from like snowboarding even Mm -hmm. is the first time. They're like, the first time you go is going to be terrible. Oh, yeah. Like you're you're not going to – it's not fun at all. And so, I mean, even me, I've actually gone and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get a tube. That's No, same. I'm the same way. it's just more fun, you know, because you got to get over that hurdle. And I think with disc golf, that's the best thing about the amateur aspect that you can just walk on similar to basketball in that way that, yep. that people can play up and down to their competition. You're not going to, I'm sure if you're walking and you're playing with your friends, you're not going to be like, you'll show off a little bit, but you also kind of just, step, yeah, yeah. you know,
1: I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not a like out there type of person. I'm pretty humble and just, you know, I'm always, it's hard for me to not play my best. Sure, sure. So like, even when I'm out there, I'm still trying to do the best and throw right. amazing shots, because that's just what I've my skills are, you know. So it's hard to like tone it down once you get good. So that's why like I don't drink and play. I don't sure. like go out there and party to play like some other people even though i'll I'll do fun casual rounds but i'm still trying but that's also that's also the thing with
0: being a professional that you have to present the same age and that if people see you on the course you're a representation of the community you know so we my my friends and i back in the day created a game that is it's funny because we had a frisbee and a bucket and a little step stool and so we put this bucket on top of my friends are gonna love this we put our, our our bucket on top of the step stool and it was two players to a team with baseball rules. And you'd throw Frisbee at a bucket. And if it hit the bucket and you caught it, it was a foul. And if you hit the bucket and they didn't catch it, it was an out. Or it was a, it was a run, right? Nice, yeah. And if it didn't hit the bucket and they caught it, it's an out. And so we had tournaments and all Is We called it Frisball, which is stupid because there's no ball. But, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, it's like, you know, the way that people would trick it, mm-hmm. it was crazy. And that was just a crappy chewed up dog Frisbee. But when you're poor and you got stuff, that's what I love about it. You know, this is a game that that people can do with just that.
1: Completely, yeah. I if I, I got, had money, I probably would have got into it. Honestly, right. like I, at that time in my life when I was showed it, I was like, I'm broke. I'm spending all my money on golf. This isn't. This is bad. Right. <laughs> like I'm, I'm an idiot. I should go. This is my last chance to really. You know, I've been in sports. I've always wanted to be a professional athlete at some something on or some in capacity, Some right? capacity and like. You know I wasn't really tall enough to become an NBA player or whatever sure. when I was little I loved basketball and then like skating I broke my arm broke my leg broke a bunch of stuff right. so I was like I gotta I'm getting too old for this right. I can't do this anymore can be flying down sets and of people stairs are straight and fearless, stuff but yeah you know,
0: i don't know uh silas baxter neal
1: yeah i he went to south yeah he was, uh, he was
0: there i think he's between our age so he, he was is, probably yeah. a senior when you were he was yeah I, I at that time he was already professional i guarantee yeah. he didn't care he won skater of go- the year yeah, he's
1: yeah. unbelievable he was like our hero here i skated right. with him a bunch growing up yeah like all the board sports crew back in the day right yeah. and
0: south was always pretty encouraging about the kids they like had a pocket they're like Mm -hmm. skate
1: over here you know oh yeah and it was funny i was like at south i was part of like all the little cliques because i played basketball so i was friends with like the jocks but i also skated so i was friends with like all the skater kids and then like i loved hip-hop and stuff so i was always friends with like all the hip-hop kids my
0: senior year was when the south eugene hip-hop club started Mm -hmm. that and then this is pretty bad but we had the pack of bowlers not not pack of bowlers pack of of bowlers and the shirts that we made that school funded were obviously a bong oh yeah like the bowling shoe you know and it was it's so south you know perfect for south they'd give us 40 bucks and we would go behind ymca but uh so so but you know the hip-hop club started in in 2000 and then yeah there was a huge culture huge and then because and there was the crossover between the skateboard skateboarders and hip-hop where Mm -hmm. and it was like graph you had like graffiti you had and and on free walls and stuff that the school was encouraging yeah totally and then you had uh You had the breakdancing crews and then obviously the MCs. And so it was pretty, pretty cool that South actually embraced it and kind of, they listened to their kids. It's a great school. And I don't think, I mean, I think that if a club, you know, they always talk about it in schools, anything extracurricular or a sport like disc golf will keep kids out of of trouble. Totally. And so, and I
1: didn't really realize it in the moment when I was going to South, but that whole, just the culture of South and like. You know, sure we thought we were troublemakers, but in the real thing, like we weren't we were all good kids. They, I mean, like dude, we weren't hurt, harming I say, anything. I wish I know, could for say the, the same most part.
0: We, there was so even the four years before, so in two thousand when I graduated, the rave scene was pretty big. Yeah. And so there was some pretty bad stuff going on and there was some suicides and some depression yeah. that I think is still an issue. You know, oh, where big you time. had where you had uh, opioids were starting, and mm. it wasn't there wasn't as much knowledge. So today it's scary because you got like fentanyl and all that stuff. I know, yeah. But and it's it's always been an issue. So it's been there. But again, I don't think they were bad people. They're just making bad choices. Yeah, you know, totally. And, and it was a great community, and I've always loved that school, and I was very grateful to have mm. transferred. And you know, because I started at Springfield. But Springfield, too, has really evolved. I mean, they've really done a lot to fix it. And that's what we talked about last episode, was how much Springfield has taken a sense of pride. And like you Mm -hmm. said, there's a disc golf course in Springfield now. Where's that at?
1: Uh, It's at Clearwater Park. Clearwater Park. Oh, yeah. Right on the bike path. Right, right, right. right.
0: And that's a beautiful park. And it's It's super open. And so as as a spectator, you can go and walk along the river there. Yeah,
1: you can bike there, family-friendly. Right, it's really good.
0: And so on that note, what do you think is the best course in eugene we'll start with on the professional level what's the most difficult course in eugene
1: so if you want to become really good at disc golf go to dexter right it's you know not necessarily in eugene but that's that's the gold standard for lane county disc golf it's one of the best courses in oregon i think just overall it has all sorts of shot shapes and whatever it's super wooded so it's Right. And that makes 18? you really accurate. Yeah. 18 and it's, holer. So it's a full. full on. Stewart Pond is actually really difficult, um, but it's more open. So it feels like it's a little easier. Right. But it's longer than Dexter. Right. Um,
0: Meaning, like, you can see, because sometimes you yeah, can't even see the. That's, the so, target. yeah, the
1: Dexter is a lot of blind holes around corners, turns, and whatever. You got to go learn the course to really know where you're going. Wow. But Stuart, like, yeah, you see the nice yellow bands on every hole. You know where you're going. Right. The best course to learn where I learned was Westmoreland. Right. Super point and click. And that's just up, it's on 18th. 18th and Chambers. It's been there forever. Right. Right where the bridge, if you're heading, if you're heading west
0: on 18th, and then there's the bridge right before the
1: Albertsons, it's right there. Right next to it. You drive by Baskets, right right, on 18th, you'll see them. That course has been there since 1986. They got new Baskets, maybe Five or six years ago, so it's it's fun. I don't really go there anymore. Right. Just, it's out of out of my league now. But like, I as for beginners, you can go to Alton Baker. Mm-hmm. It's a really beginner friendly course. It's an easy walk. There's some long holes. There's some short holes. There's woods. There's open. It is a pay to play. It costs three dollars for the day. So right, it's cheap. I remember when that was but,
0: coming about, and people were complaining. And it's I like, know it's like know, three bucks. Yeah, here. That's yeah. Not, and nothing. I mean, I'm surprised that a town like. Eugene would complain about that because it's, it's, I mean, I guess on social media, people are just going to complain about everything, yeah. but I don't have a problem with the pay to play or, no. or, uh, uh, day use because what you're paying for. Yeah. It's is clean. To to There's trash clean. cans
1: all the time. It's mowed. It's beautiful out there. Right. There's turf tee pads. Like everything you want in a disc golf course is at Alton Baker and it's just three bucks. Right. And it's not like three bucks per round. You could pay three bucks, be out there all day right. play It is what it is. I mean, you know, I
0: used to, I grew up in Springfield and we used to go down to Island Park and I don't know if you've been there in a long time, but man, it is, uh, it's a home for people now. It's ridiculous, you know, and it's sad because it's not, we took our dog when we first got her to all kinds of different places. Like you said, Clearwater and some other spots Mm -hmm. and it's, I wouldn't want to go back and it's sad. And I think sometimes that's the trade-off. If you make it a small charge it allows them to hire security Mm -hmm. it allows them to hire cleanup crews and so it is what it is i mean it's i don't know what to do in eugene and that's that's not your you know your expertise but like that's something that's such a huge issue is the homeless population and what i'd say
1: for anyone who's never tried disc golf go pay three bucks on a night where the cuthbert is playing music oh yeah and go play alton baker You'll hear the whole concert for free. You get to play this fun course. They have a little abbreviated course because they park in right. that field. And it's just such a good, enjoyable nighttime The Pack activity. of Bowlers will probably be there. Oh, yeah. They'll be there on <laughs> hole four for <laughs> right, sure. <laughs>
0: right, that's Every band sounds it like Spearhead. Yeah, know? exactly. No matter what. Even if it's 311, they sound like Spearhead yeah. when they're at Cuthbert. So, yeah, I mean, I really encourage people to get out this spring and and try it, and, and mm-hmm. I'm going to have to do it this year. How much... Okay, so if you're going to buy it, not... I would say go do it with friends. Everyone knows someone that's into it and has mm-hmm. already taken the plunge where they bought the bag and everything. Oh, but yeah. how much would you say an average setup would cost?
1: So, you can go... You can buy, like, the super basic beginner sets at, like, Dick Sporting or Goods and stuff. Play it against sports. Again sports. You could come in a three-pack or whatever for, like, 25 bucks, But... On average, a nice, a high-quality disc is like $15 to $18. Right. Uh, putters are cheaper because they're baseline plastic. But I'd, I'd recommend getting a high-quality plastic because it's going to last longer. Right. Because there's like five different types of plastic and whatever. And so if you want to drop 30 bucks you can get a full set that you can use oh, for a long time. And then the bags, you can get all into yeah, and can, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You can
0: get one with a speaker in it. And then, oh yeah. Yeah. And all that stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah. I know. It's crazy. I built my first bag ever. I was like broke. So I was like, I'm not paying a hundred bucks for a bag. It's more than all my discs. And, right. and so I just like cut a Jansport in half and right. like sewed it up and just like jammed my disc in there.
0: Jansport <laughs> was the fire bag. It was the
1: best. Yeah.
0: Back in the day. Yeah. Like if you ha- I always had those and then I'd pinch bottle caps around the edges oh, yep. and stuff. i thought i was was so cool and i can't believe they let you get away with it it was all my guinness caps (laughs) in high school
1: mickeys (laughs)
0: speaking of guinness i think we're gonna get out of here and uh i got a special treat today so i'm gonna be doing a song um this you know for saint patrick's day Mm -hmm. is, is tomorrow so it's the 16th today and uh the creative types had me featured on a track a new song um said basically a kind of a social commentary about the current situation with immigration and throwing kind of a shout out to the early irish immigrants that came here and were treated pretty poorly awesome. and so there's some similarities and some progress that we've made the song is called uh uh lead from your heart but dustin i want to thank you for coming is there anything else you want to tell about the community or a website you want to plug
1: yeah please uh Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Universal Play Disc Golf. It's our nonprofit. That's the nuts and bolts of who me and my best friend Zoe and Ike are, and we're trying to grow this thing big and teach kids. We've already taught ten to 15,000 kids here in Oregon over the last two years. So it's awesome. You can donate to us if you want. We we're, You can get a tax-deductible deductible write-off, all right. that stuff. So if you want to support us teaching kids, just... Follow us, check our sure, website out. In the
0: description of this, anywhere yeah. you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or straight on my yeah. website, don't forget the website's strpod.com that you can get every website, shirts, and all that f- directly from the podcast. But in the description of this, I'll go ahead and throw the links up so that people can have quick access to that. Yeah. And then Dynamic Discs is Dynamic Discs disc
1: is my main sponsor. Um, you can, if you YouTube uh, my name or Zoe's name, you can watch our podcast most current rounds uh this biggest tournament down in vegas three weeks ago i made the final card of the final round and i was tied for the lead with eight holes to go Ah. i did end up double bogeying hole 14 so i i ended up sixth place but it was my best finish i was like in the mix so we got all sorts of coverage out there now on youtube which is cool that's awesome Yeah. Any sort of support, just reach out, follow.
0: Right. And then, you know, if you're interested, there's, there's uh, a lot of information. If you play, you play disc golf.org. Okay. So there'll be links and all that. So uh, next week's episode, I'm going to be talking to an international student from the university. His name's Winston Wang. We're going to talk about kind of the experience of being from China and coming to the university and which is, which is, you know, there's so many more Asian students now. And so it's a big thing. And, and Winston, uh, came from more, he's from Taiwan and he came from more of a humble background so he doesn't have a Lamborghini <laughs> Good. <laughs> but, <Yeah>. but, uh, <laughs> uh, and we'll talk about that so we'll get into that so uh, Dustin thanks a lot for doing this it's been awesome to get to kind of hear a little bit more about this and, the, and like I said follow the links guys and we're going to end it with uh, with a song this is the creative types featuring me self-esteem Willie with lead from your heart
2: Tolerant, religious persecution, and hunger too much to bear. Came with the clothes on their back and a head of red hair. With the risk of leaving the Emerald Island in the rear view, facing tough choices, but in their hearts, their lives are clear. Stay with the no chances were they surely die. Across the pond, greeted with Irish need not apply. Stay with the no chances were they surely die. And leave the details to the savior. Our Irish eyes.
3: All of the beautiful humans on earth to believe in kindness. Oh, what a wonderful world we live in. So many different men, women, and children, and colors, and cultures, and flavors, and stories, and places to go that are ripe for exploring. I can hear some of y'all snoring. Sorry if this shit is boring. Roll your eyes, say it's corny, but don't look the other way while they deporting. Is that really what you're supporting? Hating on families that's boring. Slamming the door in their face as if they were less and their lives ain't important. I ain't with none of that. Put up your walls and rock maga hats. Bury that hatred so deep in your chest that your heart becomes an ancient artifact. Or the rest of us out here just trying to be better. Huddled together through light the weather. History repeats, so we don't remember. So we gotta be vigilant now and forever. Teach our youngest to embrace each other, empathize, and have faith in each other. All we want is to be loved and respected and we have some opportunity for progression. See from a different perspective, yeah. reach out and make a connection. Yeah. That's what truly makes it better. That's not up with debate, now that's awesome, that's great